Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. For many of us, David Bowie was one of the most important, if not the most important, figures in popular music. And for many of my guests, they reference him, whether they've been intimate with him, whether they've heard his music and it's changed their life, whether they've seen him live and that had an impact on them, or whether they were fans like me, like many of you. I've got a collection of five artists talking about David Bowie and what he meant to them. He was the support act, if I remember rightly, and I can't remember who he was supporting. At the end of the evening, I'm at the back of the of the Marquee Club brushing my hair, my waist-length uh, hair with a few peroxide streaks in it because I didn't know how else to get these blonde streaks. And Bowie came up and took the brush out of my hand and carried on brushing and whispered into my ear, can I come home with you tonight? I remember thinking, well, how am I going to introduce him in the morning? And of course, I did introduce him in the morning after we'd spent our first night in a single bed together. But next, my drum kit were there. My my drum kit was there and I had my guitars. I used to sort of, I already started to collect musical instruments. Bowie and I used to discuss music, you know, songwriting. He listened to my songs. I listened to his songs. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Dana Gillespie, of course, has a very interesting perspective on Bowie. Not only did she have an intimate relationship with him, she also met his parents. It was cold because his parents didn't really speak. They obviously didn't know what to say to me and what on earth was David doing with this young girl, although he was young. And at the same time, um, Terry, the half-brother of David, was in the was in the mental home and then I think he commi committed suicide. Uh, you know, there's all sort of dark things. And I can make conversation, I can get blood from a stone, but in this case, I found it very difficult to talk to them. And the moment they had gone out, probably to see Terry in the, in the home, David said to me, whatever it takes, I am gonna get out of here. But one time he did call me up and he said, listen, I've just round the corner. I've just written a song half an hour ago. I really think this, you should hear it. And I had a, a boyfriend then called Gerard Mankovich, who's quite a famous rock photographer. And Gerard and I were there and he, David came over and played us Space Oddity.
Bolan was John the Baptist to Bowie's Jesus Christ. When Mark Bolan came along, I was 16. And for the first time in my life, I idolized someone. And then a year or two later, sadly and reluctantly, I realized David had usurped Mark in my affections. Mark had released this album. Um, well, he'd released uh, Tanks and we both realized he had lost, he'd lost his magic touch. My friend Paul had lent me David Bowie live in Santa Monica, a bootleg, a bootleg, not even Ziggy Stardust. He'd give me the bootleg of which was Ziggy Stardust and sort of all stuff from the old days when Bowie doing his old stuff, but now through when all the world was very young, mountain magic heavy hung, strange games I would play then. When it turned into Ziggy Stardust, I don't know how anyone could have resisted that. It was like, it was the absolute best on every level, the best songs, the best playing, the best looking guys. My mother would come home and go, Stephen, you've been in my makeup again. I told you, don't put the pond screen there. When I was 19, I dyed my hair bright red. My mother helped me do it. My father came home, sat down at the table and he had like cognitive dissonance. He looked at it, he looked at my hair and his, he, the, his eyes refused to tell his brain what was going. He looked at it and went, what's for dinner, darling? And he just couldn't dig it. Steve Kilby's story reminds me of my teenage years. In 1972, I had a Ziggy Stardust haircut. Of course, I had sort of an orange hue to my hair. I was really proud of it. And on the Monday morning, after getting my hair cut on a Saturday, got on the bus to go to school. And at the next village, school children from another school would get on the bus. And one of them saw me and he pointed. And I was awaiting that message that I looked like David Bowie or I looked like Ziggy Stardust. And he stared at me and he shouted out, look, it's Linda McCartney, and I was mortified. In a second, with Robin Scott from M. But don't forget, please subscribe. We were performing around the, the folk circuit, the clubs. There was a club that was in um, Soho in London, which um, I think it was called Les Cousins. On the bill that night, I was on the bill. He was, and Ralph McTell. At that time, he was covering songs and he covered a song by the Bee Gees. Robin makes a really interesting point because Bowie's breakthrough hit Space Oddity was not only inspired of course by the film 2001 The Space Odyssey, it was also inspired by the music of the Bee Gees. Okay, here's Robin, don't forget, subscribe. At the end of the evening he said that um, he was starting a, a club in uh, South London. It was described as an arts laboratory. This was in Beckenham, South London. He asked me if I'd like to come down and join him. David was there for for a lot of the time, but then he started taking his small PA and, and touring as well. And he was just beginning to get traction on... Um... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
his uh, music of, of that period. We kept crossing paths and when he rang up, I was working in Montreux at Queen's Studio and said, can I come down? I said, yeah, absolutely. So it was that sense of feedback from people, I suppose, where there's a kind of mutual sort of respect. That's, that's really nice. Marcella Detroit from Shakespeare's Sister has a totally other perspective. <laughs> It was an honor, and it was with Julia that I ended up, um, that we ended up opening for Bowie. I have never seen a better performer, I don't think, than Bowie. There's only been a few other performers. He could just stand there and be so commanding, no matter what he does. His complete commitment to what he did and what he, what he was doing as an artist was quite astounding. Just that that commitment um, and that connection to, to the music, to what they were doing, that is so important. And it just transports you to another place. You go on a journey with them. As a Bowie fan, my friend Sandy and I used to, we, we found out that he rented a, um, a townhouse on 20th Street between 8th and 9th Avenue. So we found out which one it was, or she found out. And we used to sit on his front steps waiting for him to come home from work. We thought he would come home at five o'clock and he'd have to step over us to go into his house. And we sat there for, we would take the subway into Manhattan and sit there for like weeks on, you know, days. And you want, not today, let's go tomorrow. And of course we never met Bowie. Man Parrish's childhood dream was about to come true when he met Cherry Vanilla. Now, Cherry Vanilla was one of the actresses for Andy Warhol, and she became a publicist for Bowie. One day, Cherry said, Angie Bowie called me down the block and wants to know if you want to go to the circus. And I thought I'd take you as a thank you because she couldn't pay me. And I said, sure. We went to Bowie's house and I was like, oh, my God, I've got a David Bowie's house. You know, I went up to the second floor, which is their living room. I snooped around. I looked under ashtrays. I went to the third room. I opened up their underwear drawer, looking peeling through the underwear. I'm looking through their nightstand. I go to the bathroom. I'm in the medicine cabinet, checking the medicines. And I go up to the top floor. David wasn't there. And I thought, well, this is going to be Starman. I'm going to see the parabolic, you know, the, the chamber that he lives in and, you know, uh, the teleporter. And I thought it would be all chrome and glass, maybe with a dry ice machine on the floor, constantly running kind of visual in my head. And I get up there and it was like, um, it was like dream catches and, and woven Navajo blankets. And I was like, what the hell is this? But when Manny finally got to the circus club, he met Bowie. Suddenly we hear screaming in this small little, very small, maybe double the size of somebody's living room club. And oh my God! And she said, he's here, he's here. Go out, go out and, and you know, like guide him back there. And I look and it's David Bowie. And I don't know if you remember, there was a beautiful black woman with white hair called Ava Cherry, who appeared on the 1984 floor. She was with him and this quite handsome, you know, a black man. And they went in and I and I'm I'm standing guard. I'm I, I, I'm, you know, tough and I'm the security guard. And I'm standing at the door because David Bowie's in there. He said, it's too hot. It's too crazy. It's too tight. I'm at Electric Lady Studios, which is the studio that um, Jimi Hendrix put together in New York on 8th Street, which is right around the block. Why don't you pack up? We're going to go back to the studio. We, you know, we'd love you to come. David said, do you want to hear my new track? And we were like, yeah, sure. He says, um, 
this guy over here, and he pointed to a handsome black guy, and he said, this guy, his name is Luther Vandross, and he's a background singer, but he's going to be somebody someday. And he pushed up a couple of faders. He said, it's a rough mix. Don't judge, you know, don't judge it by then, but it'll be great. Hits play, and it was Young American. I'll leave the final word to Dana Gillespie, who knew Bowie in those early, heady days. When David put his arm round Ronna on television, never before seen, you know, all these people that were ready to come out of the closet, open those doors and out they came. He was a game changer. He will, he will be remembered, you know, hundreds of years from now, I'm sure. Up there is an interview I recommend. Down there is where you can find all the podcast interviews. And here is where you can connect. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.